Welcome to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower and inspire you on your personal journey. From her cattle ranch in Alberta, this sassy psychic cowgirl uses her connections to universal energies to guide you to greater awareness and wisdom. Good morning. So I was late calling into the show because I was having a conversation with someone about anxiety. <laughs> I know, that kind of entertained me too. Yeah, I've been having a lot of conversations about anxiety over the last week or so, and I've been invited to have some even more conversations about anxiety with some pretty influential people, and I am pretty delighted by that. In fact, I um, almost did not do this radio show I was going to do a replay show because my mind was buzzing with things that I want to say and examples and ways to illustrate how anxiety manifests itself in kids, adults. And I was like thinking, oh, I can't do the radio show. I can't focus. I can't concentrate. And then, of course, there was that aha, like, hello, talk about anxiety. Isn't that why you have a radio show so you can talk about things that are on your mind and share your stuff? So that's what I'm doing today. Anxiety. It's a hot-button topic. I have it. I have a child that has it. I have people I, lots of people I know have it. It can be a catch-all, right? But there's also some very definite energies that come with it. And this week I had to have a conversation with someone. I've been trying to coach this person on anxiety for years. He refuses to believe that it exists. He refuses to believe that he is responsible for any of it. He's just, he's dismissive about it. And he's in a leadership position, so that really, really disappoints me. Totally disappoints me because he's in a role where he could help and create change, and he refuses I have a lot of thoughts on why, but they're not flattering, so I'll hold off on that. But the way my world works, I will get an opportunity to share what I think of it with that individual because it's how I roll, right? Anxiety and handling it has been on my mind really strong the last two weeks, and I was handed an opportunity to have conversations with influential people about it. So I'm sure. I'm sure that's how my world's going to work. By the way, the individual I was just speaking about is not going to be happy when he finds out that I'm having conversations with certain people about this issue. I hope it causes him extreme anxiety. A little karma. A little karma. And... I just, I, I've been watching and trying to do what I can to help. I work with a lot of people with anxiety, you know, and my clients with hypnotherapy and the soul sessions I do. It's, 
it's the number one thing I work with. And so we untangle their energies about it. We find out what causes them the most, what causes them the least, and we come up with tools and strategies so they can handle it without sabotaging their life. Because here's the thing. Worry and anxiety, when it gets to extreme measures, that's when you end up having people taking their lives. That's when you have people being extremely violent. Like, it manifests itself in some pretty extreme ways that are obviously not healthy (laughs) because tragic things happen. If we could learn how to recognize the energies of it, recognize what causes it for each individual person, and get some strategies and tools to manage it, I guess, would be the best way to phrase it. It doesn't help when you have jerks who refuse to even acknowledge because, unfortunately, they look at it as a huge weakness and a cop-out. I'd like for them to have to navigate a week in the life of somebody with anxiety. I am sure they're not strong enough. So they end up bullying people who do have anxiety. BS, isn't it? This is something that gets me on my soapbox because you, you're better than this, people. You could do better. You choose not to. That's on you. That's on you. You so don't get it. I know. I just, it breaks my heart because it's affecting other people in huge ways. It's affecting students. Uh, they're failing at a lot of things. And the responsibility and accountability falls right on their leader. So good luck with your next adventure. Yeah. I'm trying to be careful because I I could get really riled up. I could. I could say a lot of things that, you know, perhaps I shouldn't. Or perhaps I should. Here's the thing when you have anxiety. You don't want to upset other people if you can help it because a lot of the time you feel what they're feeling. If you have that big empath energy, you feel what they're feeling, and so if they're upset, you're automatically upset. People with anxiety a lot of them are really good at being invisible, yet the very thing they want is acknowledgement. Just to know they matter. Just to know they matter. Kind of Yeah, kind of, I don't know. It's it's definitely um, a balancing act. So I do have a child with anxiety, and I have to balance having him do things, experience things, 
So he learns tools for himself, learns about himself to navigate it with trying to advocate about anxiety and how people see it. It's a challenge, right? It's juggling. I will say this, he's doing very well. So I am succeeding. I am succeeding. So I'm going to give you an example of how it works in the world of someone with anxiety. So the school he's at has created a culture of chaos for the most part, but it's also created a culture where sports and the being good at sports it's highly rewarded. Now, I don't have a problem with that because I understand that the leader has come across information where if you get kids involved in sports and addicted to sports, it's beneficial for them, and I agree. The problem I have is that there's not a balance. Academics are below second to sports. So if you're good in sports, you will get a lot of attention and you'll get away with more. You can slack because you're good at sports. And I completely disagree with that. There has to be the balance with academics. The kids have to be learning or learning how to learn and doing well in that part also. There has to be a balance to it. And there's not. And it's not going well. And it's causing anxiety for the kids that are good at sports because of the way the situation has played out. And there's a certain kid that I've known the whole time since he was in grade one, and I've seen this year this kid turn into belligerent, arrogant, not pleasant young man, and that completely breaks my heart. And it's the pressure that he feels because some things were not cultivated over the years and other things were. Yeah. And so I had to go have a conversation. I was going to prove a point, and I did. Unfortunately, he's too unaware to even understand this leader, where I could, I pointed out very distinctly a situation where it was obvious favoritism, and I needed him to give a super stellar reason why this went down that way so that my child, who will know that it happens, can make peace with it and not feel like a failure because he's not the one that failed. The leader failed. He's failed in so many ways, and it's become apparent because he did get a demotion. And so I wanted some professional expert advice 
And what did I get? Nothing. You know how we left the conversation? Yeah, text me if you come up with something. I hope you recognize the sarcasm in my statement, but I highly doubt it. Because then we were in a different situation, and one of the people that's his bosses brought up the subject him and I had discussed, and he was all proud that we'd already discussed it that day, looking for brownie points. And I'm like, you should I say that you also dismissed it? Well, not in that situation, because it was in a group setting, and I will never embarrass anyone in a group setting. I believe in one-on-one conversations. I don't believe in shame. I don't believe in shaming in a group. But I do get to have a conversation with someone who is his boss, more than one. And it will be brought up because he's a very great example of the damage that can be done when someone is dismissive about anxiety. And I'm delighted with the opportunity. I do not want to ruin this person's life. That's not what I'm after. But I'm after saving some kids. I had conversations this last month with clients whose kids are suffering from such extreme anxiety because of the pressure of a school situation that they tried to take their life. That's horrible. Horrible. I have a nephew that did. Horrible. Because of school situations. Horrible. Something has to change. When you have a leader, though, who completely dismisses it, and as far as he's concerned, it's a cop-out, nothing is going to change. And he's dealing with a vocal parent. In fact, we've had conversations where I'm saying to him, do not blow smoke up my ass. Do not give me your catchphrases. Don't waste my time with that type of information. When I come to you with a problem, I want a straight answer because I know when you're not and it just wastes my time and makes me more annoyed with you. When I come to him with a problem, though, if I don't have the solution, he doesn't either. Frustrating, yes. But I've known this. I've been helping him in his position for six years. A lot of the great ideas he takes to the school board and stuff, yeah, you're welcome, buddy. You're welcome. I know this. Hello. But I will, too important. And what I saw happen this year with kids that I care about No. Just no. And so there is going to be change happening because finally people with influence are on board. Finally. And I'm going to help them. And I know it's not going to be a quick process, but even if one child, right? Because... My child's doing okay. He knows that I did something. He knows that I had a conversation. And I told him I will not tell him about it until the weekend because I was hoping to come up with something 
that I could plant some seeds and set the stage so that he's not devastated. But there's nothing. So I'm just going to flat out tell him the truth. That he'll appreciate. Because I have found that with his anxiety, he needs details and truth. Same with other kids I work with. I have uh, quite a few kids I work with with anxiety. They need details. They need truth. They need to know what's going on in the world. They do not thrive in chaos. Unfortunately, his classroom this year is chaos. He even went to his principal and sat him down and said, can you do something about this? It is affecting my learning. Nothing happened. I didn't expect it would, so I worked on keeping him positive with the things that he has accomplished this year, and there's a whole list. And there is an award for kids that have done what he's done, but he's not probably getting it. Why? He's not the sports star. In fact, that was even mentioned. He just hasn't found his niche in that part yet, which is not true because he excels and has been the number one archer in that school for two years. That's not acknowledged. Why? I was given a BS story. I gave him the mom look like, please don't even. But that's not what I was sitting in the office to discuss. So he may think I've let that slide. Whatever. I just think you're a jerk, but, you know. I'm entitled to my opinion. Do I think you failed my children? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. I do, actually. And so I am going to make changes to make sure that that gets rectified. And I'm getting the opportunity to use my voice in a productive way. So anxiety, how do you handle when it gets to be too much? So, you know, I do believe in meditation. I believe in hypnotherapy. Um, for with my kids, though, I don't do like the sit down, be quiet meditation because kids can't do that. <laughs> what I do with them, though, and they don't even know they're meditating, so please don't tell them. <laughs> Let's just keep that on the down low. They'll figure it out eventually. But we go for walks. We do walking meditations. I do guided meditations with them without saying, you know, sit down, we're going to do a guided meditation. I do breathing exercises with them, breath meditations, because what they need in the moment they're having the anxiety is a way to calm themselves down so they don't get a panic attack. Make sense? Sorry, I'm just watching all my cows run up here and I have a bull who's got like some cranky energy happening. I'm not sure what he's doing. Just got to make sure they don't break a fence. Good times, good times, right? Nope. He's okay. I think he's like hurting all his ladies away from the fence. Well, that's okay. I find out I work with my kids to see what they're, you know, interested in and pay attention to that and cultivate that, right? And cultivate so that, you know, when they are feeling anxious, that they can become aware of it. Because when you're not aware of your anxiety and you're not aware of where the energy is going, that's when you get destructive with yourself, don't you? 
That's when that negative self-talk will happen. Oh, I just can't do it. I'm just not good enough. I'm just not that sports star. I'm too little. I'm too clumsy. I'm just never going to be that. See, the thing is, my child recognizes that's what the leader of his school values. He's known that for years. Sad, right? Because no matter how hard he tries, he's not going to be that. And so I work with him to, you know, try to let that go. Focus on other things. So he focuses on archery. We get to practice archery at home all the time. He totally beats me badly. My arrows are in the granary. His are all in the middle of the target. But, hey, I'm not giving up. (laughs) I like shooting that archery target. And you know what? I have to tell you, hitting the wood granary makes a much more satisfying thud noise than it does hitting that target. Just saying. I also try to help them keep a sense of humor about it all, right? Life isn't fair. Adults do not always walk their talk, and kids need to learn that. Kids need to be able to discern when an adult is just being a jerk. Because as much as we would like to believe or we wish that our teachers and principals and everybody who works in the school system is uber stellar, you know, only have the best interests of all the kids at heart, and, you know, they're only going to make everything really wonderful for them. But we're all human. They're in a workplace. They have workplace dynamics just like any other workplace, and they don't always behave stellar. They're human just like us. We take stuff out on our kids when we shouldn't. If we can recognize that and then apologize, it goes a long way. So my son with the anxiety was forgotten in the school picture, the class picture. They forgot he was there. I brought this up, and it was very dismissive. And so I'm like, really? He's like, well, this other kid wasn't at school and they didn't notice either. I said, yes, but the teacher knew he was there. I said, an apology would have went a long way. Don't care. They don't care. It's inconvenient because once you acknowledge there's an issue, you have to do something about it. Being dismissive means you don't. You know, I right now, I kind of wish, even though I wouldn't do it, that I hadn't mediated all these years with the parents, that I hadn't put out a bunch of fires with all the moms to make his school life easier, because I stopped. And let's just say this year wasn't his best year ever pretty chaotic. Things are unraveling. He got a demotion. He can spin it whatever way he wants. We all know. 
When you don't take responsibility and accountability for your choices and actions, the universe will do it for you. And just becoming self-aware is not really that hard. But it is a good idea. So if you suffer with anxiety, take those times for self-care. Take those times to slow your life down. Because here's how energetically it presents itself. When I'm reading somebody with anxiety, things stick. Stick to their energy and get stuck and become bigger than it needs to be. It gets stuck. Someone can make a careless remark and it gets stuck. For my son, there's a good chance that for the rest of his life, he will struggle with not being good at sports in the way that this leader wanted him to or valued other kids who were. He even made up an award, seriously, to give kids that were no longer in the school because of their sports amazingness. Too bad he wasn't at the parent meeting when we all discussed that because he tried to do it again with somebody else and we kiboshed it. His parents are more aware than he gives them credit for because he doesn't want us to be, right? If you think that him and I probably have clashed a lot over the years, you would be correct. (laughs) You would be correct. Maybe that's why I'm so intuitive. I roll my eyes a lot. Yeah. So back to my son with anxiety. There's a good chance that that will stick in his energy for the rest of his life and be something he struggles with. Why? Because it's an issue for him. And so... For your kids and yourself, like, it's the same energies. Figure out what triggers you. Figure out what brings you low. And then find a way to balance that. How else do I know I'm doing a good job with my son and his anxiety? He has not had nightmares anymore. People with a lot of anxiety don't sleep well, do they? I know I've been not sleeping well the last week or so because I have so much going on that I want to deal with and I'm not exactly sure how to. And so I just meditated and asked the universe for help and I've been given these opportunities that are really cool. So my strategies with him are working. They need somebody to listen to them without judgment. Kids don't always know how to put what they're feeling into words, right? That's why, you know, phys ed and recesses are so important to them. They need a way to work off that energy, right? Get their bodies moving. Food is important. Some foods are just not good for people with anxiety. If my son eats a lot of sugar, It messes with his thinking. It messes with his ability to process information. Because he's the type that gets so much information at one time, right? That's 
contributes to anxiety because he's processing ten things when another kid might be processing two. Back to that conversation I had to have, he did seven things that were recognized to win this certain type of award. Someone else did two, and that someone else was getting the award. How, does, how do you rationalize that? How do you come up with a stellar reason? It's not possible. And how do you explain that to a kid? Who knows? You tell him the truth, <laughs> that the adult failed. That's what you tell him, right? This certain adult does not cultivate a culture of respect either, and that he did himself. But I have to make sure that my kids succeed. I would like to make sure all the other kids succeed too, which is why I'm going to have some conversations and do what I can. I want them all to succeed. From an energy standpoint, that would be amazing. And from a world standpoint, that would be stellar. Think if all the kids had enough self-esteem and they were succeeding, but with a practical aspect, right? They were able to recognize that even if they had a job that, say, say they were managing a restaurant, which, yay, I like people that do that because I don't like to cook. So they're a very valuable asset in my world. But they feel like, oh, if they were running a Fortune 500 company, they would be more recognized. If we could teach everybody to make peace with who they are, what they're doing, and see the value of it, there would be no more anxiety in our world. There would still be worry because worry is an energy to bring to your attention things that need changing. Anxiety is different because anxiety is debilitating. Anxiety creates self-sabotage. Anxiety creates violence. But if everybody could be at peace with who they are, do their best, it would be a very different world that we live in. People with high anxiety and worry and they feel like they're not good enough completely sabotage themselves. Somewhere along the line, they learned not to believe in themselves, not to believe in their instincts, not to believe they have value. And that is sad. Now, the flip side, so these kids that are sports stars that aren't doing well academically, it's affecting them just as much as my son who's doing the opposite. But it's not recognized for what it is. And part of it is because I feel that if they were able to 
or understood, they would it would be harder for them because they would see it as a big weakness, just like their leader does. That, to me, is also very sad. None of this is a straight line. It's very curvy. And it all ties together. And it makes me sad and wish I could wave my magic wand and fix it all. But I can't. All right. So now that I've got some anxiety stuff, hey, how about, though, any of you that are listening that would like to be part of this anxiety conversation that I'm going to have with some pretty influential people, if you would like to, you can send me a Facebook message, Psychic Cowgirl on Facebook. You can send me an email, Shannon at PsychicCowgirl.com. What I would like is to hear your um, thoughts on anxiety. I would like to hear some strategies, tools that you use to help with anxiety, you use for yourself, for your kids, for people you know, things you've noticed about patterns of anxiety. Let's get this conversation to be as complex as it needs to be. Let's see if we can't create some big changes here. I would love to hear your thoughts, and I will share them. I don't need to take credit for it all. They're behind the scenes change-making and somebody else to take the credit if that's what strokes their ego. But this is an opportunity. Let's, let's make this happen. So I'm going to do an anxiety... guided imagery. I um, was not prepared because, again, I got totally distracted this morning talking about anxiety with somebody. Because it's seriously important. So you're going to have to listen to me flip pages on my great big huge book as I find what I'm looking for. I know. I meant to be more organized this morning, but then I didn't even know if I was going to do this because, you know, I had anxiety happening. And I'm making it a bit of a joke, but seriously, I can look back on my life, like when I was in college and stuff, and I can see where I let anxiety completely sabotage my opportunities. At the time, I didn't know that's what it was, or even in high school. At the time, I didn't know that's what it was. And I wish I would have. <laughs> I wish I would have had someone help me, right? That would have been cool. It wasn't a conversation, though, at that time. It's just not what we did. So... I'm looking for a certain imagery. I know. I should have been ready. I wasn't. But please, send me tips, tricks, examples of when anxiety has either messed up your life or where dealing with it and getting through it has enhanced your life. I would like to hear all of that. 
I would. If you choose to share. Every time I say this, though, you guys do. You come through for me. And it's not just for me, right? This is for the world. You could save a kid, wouldn't you? How come? All right, let's do this one then. The one I was finding seems to be missing. Do, 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 do. Really? Okay, I'm going to do this one then. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the one we did last time, the stress relief journey. Nice. Nice. Don't forget, anytime you want to revisit any of these journeys, just go to like about the last half hour of the show because that's I've tried to make it consistent with that. All right. So let's get started. So take a nice breath in. And out. Becoming aware of breathing. Just notice it for a few moments. Take these moments to gently focus on the breath. Take three big deep breaths as deeply as possible. Beginning to release and then letting go. These are the breaths that signal it's time to go within. as the normal, natural breathing begins occurring. Imagine a gentle, warm, balmy breeze as it wafts around. around head, neck, and shoulders.
And with every breath, as the breeze continues to move gently around, there's a gently and easily releasing and a letting go feeling going on, becoming more and more comfortable with every breath. Across the upper back, circling around through the chest, a warm and nurturing feeling as the breeze continues to comfort down both arms, hands, and fingers, releasing and letting go. And with every breath taken, perhaps there may begin to be some wondering. Is it a breathing of the breeze? Or is the breeze breathing me? With every breath, the breeze continues circling around through the mid-back and around through the solar plexus. Every breath drifting deeper now. The gentle sensations of the warm, balmy breeze as it continues around through the lower back and circling around through the belly, releasing and letting go. becoming more and more comfortable with every breath. The breeze continues moving around, around thighs, knees, calves and ankles, through the feet, now and with every breath, becoming completely and thoroughly comfortable, calm and at ease. being at one with the breeze and the breeze still gently, easily moving all around and all through. So that at five, four, three, two, one, deeply, deeply, deeply relaxed. Deeply, deeply, deeply relaxed. And when the door of imagination opens, any or all of your senses beginning to heighten now, and easily it evolves, bringing about an image. Freely let it arise, an image of radiance. Imagining this image of radiance looks good, feels good, and approves of itself. How else would this image of radiance be described? Take a moment to think and feel.
there is a deeper knowledge within that goes along with the outer look of this image of radiance. And that deeper knowledge is sending the signal out everywhere, here and to the beyond, that there is only radiance here, that every cell is radiant. How does that feel to know that? How does it feel to be with this image of radiance? Wanting it, believing it. And when ready, imagine becoming it. When ready, as though to step into the image of radiance, When you feel immersed in this image of radiance, just take a moment to become aware of what it feels like. What does the world look like now? through the eyes of radiance. Let the image of radiance now lift to the top of the symbolic staircase. And in doing that, let the pure positive energy light come down and through, and all around to seal in this experience of radiance. Feel it flowing down and around and all through, from the top to the bottom, down and around and all through, down and around and all through, down and around and all through. And now, let's take this as a message to the deeper mind that this is the image, the image of radiance. And it is now sealed and now being reinforced with each step down the symbolic staircase at 20, now 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. And drifting deeper now. Any negatives have long ago disintegrated and dissipated. And now is the time to walk forward, stronger than ever before. Feeling it, sensing it,
knowing it. Being the image of radiance now and belonging. And the signal within is becoming and beaming the message to all around that radiance is becoming and happening. Imagining in all kinds of normal activities with energy, feeling good, radiance everywhere, wherever, in the car, walking, at home, out in all various kinds of situations, with others, and alone. It's radiance all around, all through. Even to imagine being in the unknown place or situation, or with people unknown, all and everywhere, still of this radiance. Radiance becoming and happening and affirming it all. Believing it. How does this feel now? Just take a few moments to languish and enjoy and feel. Is there anything more that needs to happen here today before we come up and out? Now, let all this become twice as rich and deeply received to become a, become a permanent part 
of your very being. Every cell being able to access this energy. When you feel it lapsing, give yourself a reminder. So it becomes a permanent part of your very being. Nice. You got this. And now, at zero, to reinforce all the positives, knowing that a positive focusing like this can only bring positive results. And that is how the mind and body responds. And now at one, with a deep cleansing breath in and release. Two, three, Four, five, eyes open, wide awake, say your name out loud. Eyes open, wide awake, say your name out loud. Don't forget, you can come back to this meditation and do it again. This feels like one I should record and have available from the website. I know I should stop saying that, right? Because I have about seven that I would like to record that I found were so powerful when I did on the show. I need to carve out the time. Just do it, right? Just do it. Put it at the top of my list that's really long. <laughs> so for all those of you that have anxiety and you're not sure what to do with it, be a bit gentle with yourself. Find those things that trigger you the most and figure out what you can do to minimize their effects. Another big thing that I haven't mentioned yet that really is huge, try not to take things so personally. That was another thing I worked on with my son for all year. Other kids have their own stuff they're going through. They actually, I mean, they're teenagers. They're pretty self-absorbed, and they're supposed to be self-absorbed. <laughs> so they might say a totally rude remark, not even being aware of how horrible it truly is. They're just in that energy. And so if you can figure out a way to disengage, to become a little more detached, not it will help you navigate the world because then there's those people that intentionally want to upset you because they like the energy it gives they tend to feed on it it's just how it is right if you can minimize your exposure to them that's helpful like if you're a student in a classroom, it's hard. Find someone that can listen to you without judgment. Seriously, it's why I'm doing so well in my business. I, I can. I do. I listen without judgment. 
people are amazing. And I wish everyone was able to recognize that for themselves. So I'm going to go sign off now before I run out of seconds on the show. I wish you all a wonderful Wednesday, a wisdom-filled Wednesday. I don't know. Wishes come true Wednesday. (laughs) And I will be back next week. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower you on your personal journey. To connect with Shannon directly, visit PsychicCowgirl.com. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-C-O-W-G-I-R-L.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.